The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Data-Driven Marketing Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about the mindset, tools, and best practices behind using your data to guide you to marketing success. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that walks you through how to think about, organize, and utilize data platforms for better decision making. With us today is Tom Trainer, who is the Global Head of Marketing at Arm Treasure Data. Treasure Data, a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast, is the global leader in customer data platforms, CDPs, and enterprise data management providing the ability to aggregate and translate massive volumes of scattered and siloed data into outstanding customer experiences. So far this week, Tom and I have talked about building a data-driven marketer's mindset. What are some of the best practices for collecting your data? And yesterday we talked about the process of unification, getting all of the inputs cleaned so the outputs that are coming out of a CDP, a customer data platform, are actionable. And today we're going to talk about the various ways to make your data actionable without getting overwhelmed. Okay, here's the fourth installment of my conversation with Tom Trainer from Treasure Data. Tom, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Hi, Ben. Glad to be here. Excited to have you back on the show. We've covered a lot of ground so far this week from the mindset of the data-driven marketer to how you should collect your data, how you should clean it, what are some of the outputs. It's very overwhelming to a lot of marketers, the idea that there's so many sources of data coming in. And even after you have gone through the process of data unification, then you're sitting there with a clean data set and it's an endless world of ways that you can use your hopefully clean data. Talk to me about some of the things that you advise marketers to think about that stops them from getting overwhelmed with the amount of options that they have for using their data. It does sound like something that might overwhelm people, but if you think about it, you're going to get a lot of value and return on investment from just purely doing the unification and making your campaigns much more cost efficient for a start. And what we recommend is doing that and then doing one or two key use cases to get started. So don't get overwhelmed, try to do everything differently, but start to pick off a couple of very important use cases for your company. Before you keep going, I think that's a really important point. I want to put an exclamation mark on that. The first thing you're going to do after the unification process, once you clean your data, you're going to keep doing what you're doing. You're just going to be doing it with better data. That's right. 
So tell me some of the ways that unifying your data makes you more efficient. And are there any things that in terms of just running the existing playbook that you should consider once you've gone through the process of cleaning the database? Well, a lot of the things you do will stay the same for the short term. And once you have the unification in place, you can start to use the customer data from the CDP as opposed to the customer data that might be in one of your other tools. So that'll be the efficiency savings. But the other things you can do is start to do use case like improving your programmatic advertising by looking for lookalikes to expand your audience. You can look at the churn identification and reduction campaigns and programs. You can look at cross-sell programs. You can look at things like cart abandonment. So you pick off things that you suspect or know are problems, and then you start to use the data to improve those. And that starts to get some quick wins, and then people start to see the value, and then other groups or departments will start to say, well, hey, I want to use the data to try to solve this problem. So you start to grow the number of problems that you solve over time versus try to do everything big bang. So I think that's an important point there too, is you go through the unification process, you get all this clean data, wonderful, you're sitting on a clean database, maybe you're going to go back and update your existing lookalike audiences now that the data is clean, right? You're just going to go and take the data that you have and replace the data that you've been using once it's been updated. And then the second thing that you said is, you know, you're really going to start at the bottom of the funnel. Maybe you're doing card abandonments. Maybe you're doing upsells to existing customers, depending on what your product is. But this still feels very overwhelming, right? I got to update lookalook audiences. Now I'm thinking about bottom of funnel. Do I decide between abandonment, retargeting? Am I trying to find more customers, lookalike audiences? The bunch of different marketing priorities here that really can be confusing, so let's run through some case studies here about how companies in different industries are using their unified data and really where they're getting the most bang for their buck. When you start thinking about e-commerce, can you give me an example of what is actually driving value and showing a high ROI using unified data? So for e-commerce, one of the ways that they get a ton of value by using that unified customer data is by being able to understand about you and your activities as well as what you've purchased in the past and be able to throw up the best recommendations possible to increase their sales. So that has had a huge ROI. So in e-commerce, right, you're thinking about merchandising. Give me another example of how somebody is getting use out of their unified data through a CDP. Yeah, I'd say a hot topic right now is retail. And a lot of retailers will have to switch more and more online, even as the kind of current situation goes back to more normal. So one of our customers had an issue with getting a lot of traffic and a lot of visitors and a lot of people putting things in their cart, but they had a higher rate of cart abandonment than they would have liked to see. So their very targeted first use case was a cart abandonment use case where they would send messaging or emails to people who are basically abandoning their cart and very quickly saw uh, ROI, basically payback from the system for just doing that use case. So we're talking about commerce here. And for e-commerce, you have the ability to do a better job with your merchandising. For your brick and mortar retail, it's going to give you a higher sell-through rate. Talk to me about some other ways which CDP data is being used to improve the buying experience. Sure. So in the car buying experience, one of our large customers is Subaru. And Subaru uses us and our CDP to do a couple of things. One is by understanding the buyers, their past purchasing behavior, 
if they've done a test drive, what they're looking at on the website, they can start to understand those customers better and do more personalized campaigns for them, you know, email, the advertising, et cetera. And the second thing that they've done is being able to really understand who are the most likely buyers and then to market differently or put more emphasis on them, both online as well as on the sales floor. So these two types of things have really driven a lot of value for Subaru. So if I had to summarize, when you think about using CDPs without becoming overwhelmed, to me, the takeaway here is, first off, when you unify your data, you're going to get instant value because you're just cleaning up your retargeting lists. So you're going to go and re-upload those lists and just continue to do the marketing activities you've already been doing just with better data. And then as you start to think about other ways to use this data, you're really looking bottom of the funnel up. And you know we used a couple e-commerce examples here where you're doing a better job with merchandising because you have a better picture and understanding of who your customers really are. You're thinking about cart abandonments and understanding the actual current user state of the customer, or you're thinking about increased personalization, right? The more and the cleaner picture you have of who your customers are and what their activities are, the better you're going to be able to do more of those bottom of funnel revenue driving activities. That's right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Tom Trainer for joining us. If you'd like to hear more of Tom and Treasure Data's tips to becoming a data-driven marketer, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when Tom and I talk about the tools, platform, and resources for optimizing your data's impact. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Tom, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is RT Mix Marketing. That's R-T-M-I-X-M-K-T-G. Or you could visit his company's website, which is treasuredata.com. Just one more link on our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You could subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.